Well, happy Father's Day, Crossroads. It's time to dive into the Word together. I'm excited to be here today and just to jump in. I was down in our St. Pete campus last week. You know, honestly, you shouldn't judge me. You're like, oh, Tim went down to Florida. But I went down in June, all right? If I was trying to take advantage of that, I would join our St. Pete campus in January or February, which maybe I should do six or seven times a year in January or February. I don't know. Well, we'll think about that. Uh, but it was great being in St. Pete last week, meeting all kinds of new families. It was just fun to be with them. And also, I want to celebrate what happened to Mishawaka last week. Church at the Park was fantastic. And you guys, our friends in Nashville are joining us every week and having a great time worshiping with us as well. Lives are being changed. Welcome everybody who's joining today. It's a great day here at Crossroads and God is moving and God is working. To be able to celebrate lives that have been changed, uh, that's what it's all about. And I just want to continue our journey today of continuing to connect with God and to draw closer with Him. And on Father's Day, I just love taking the opportunity to just kind of refocus all of our efforts on making sure that we are actually serving Jesus. Like we're, we're giving it everything that we have because here's what happens in life. We get distracted by all kinds of things that are going on in life because there's all kinds of distractions that our culture, the world, the devil throw at us to get us distracted off the one focus of serving Jesus. And we're asking this question today. This is where we finish. It's, it's who are you going to serve? And I think initially, I mean, if you've come out to church this morning, I'd like to think that most of us would say, well, you know what? I'm going to serve the Lord. That, that's, that's why I'm here today. That's my focus. That's who I want to be. That's what I want my character to be. That's who I want to be known for. But I think a lot of times we get pulled into things where we, we're not even really pulled into bad things. Sometimes the devil just makes us busy, right? That's the old line. If, he, if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And all of a sudden you realize, I'm not focusing on the right things, and, and the devil's tricky like that. He'll, he'll get us pulled into the different things that the culture tells us around us that this is what's going to satisfy, whether it's that pursuit of power or our pleasure or our possessions. Whatever that is that distracts us, that becomes our focus instead of serving Jesus, that's what pulls us off the path that God has called us to. And I want to make sure today, as we celebrate fathers today, uh, today together and, and, and just celebrate dads, that, man, as families... We can rise up today and say, no, we're going to refocus today. We're going to make sure that everything about who we are and what we're about is going to be focused on serving the Lord. Can we do that together today? Can we focus on that? I'm excited to refocus on that and make that happen. So, so here's what happens. Um, we've been talking about this concept here at Crossroads now since October, this idea of going all in. Um, we went through this whole series back in October. We had Commitment Sunday where, honestly, we, we decided as a church... <laughs> 20 years ago, God blessed Crossroads when a group of 70 people decided to go all in. And what God has done here over the last 20 years has, has been magnificent to, to just watch because he's done things that we could never do on our own. And we just had this realization that if Crossroads now, where we are today, if all of us made that same decision, if we all refocused and decided, no, we're all in, what would God do? What would that look like if all of us were all in? And it kind of ties into this idea of who will you serve because it comes down to commitment. And what does that look like when we're all in, all involved, all serving, using the gifts and abilities that God has given us to, to uh, connect people with him? I love the idea that we've got coming up this summer, and this is at all of our campuses, uh, the You Are Loved week that we're having. This gives us an opportunity to go out into our community, to contribute, to serve our community, and it creates all kinds of opportunities to invite people to a changed life. That's why we're doing what we're doing. It's gonna create all kinds of new relationships, 
all kinds of new entry points where we can invite the outsiders to a changed life. I want to encourage you, no matter what campus you're at, no matter where you're watching from, get involved. Get involved in your community. Be the hands and feet of Jesus and see how he uses those opportunities to connect people with him. That's our mission. That's what we have been called to do. And you have an opportunity right where you're at to make a difference for the kingdom. What does that look like when all of us are all in? When we're all inviting our friends, our neighbors to a changed life, when we're all investing, giving our resources, time, talent, and treasure to invest in the kingdom, what does that look like if all of us are all in? And as we've been grappling with that, it comes to this passage of scripture today where Joshua, the leader of the Israelites, is really having this same kind of moment with the Israelites. Listen, J Joshua took over from Moses. Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt where they were slaves for 400 years. They crossed the Red Sea. God destroyed the Egyptian army and when the sea fell upon them, it was this miracle, like miracle after miracle where Moses led the Israelites and God was faithful. He showed up time and time and time again. And then there's that moment in scripture where it says Moses died and then Joshua took over as the leader of Israel. And then there's that little caveat, right? Like, and there was no greater leader ever than Moses. And so that's where Joshua steps in, like, oh, sorry, guys, it's just me. You know, second place, here we go. Let's see where this goes. Sorry, I'm not Moses. And, and yet Joshua is the one who God chooses to lead them into the promised land. And he does an unbelievable job of leading the Israelites. And there's this amazing moment at the end of Joshua's leadership, his time of leading Israel, where he realizes his time has come to an end of leading the people of Israel. He's ready to pass that torch on to the next leader that God chooses. And he realized that this is a legacy moment for him. And he's seen with his own eyes that the Israelites are being distracted. They're losing focus. It's the same trick. The devil's been using the same tricks for thousands of years now. And he wants to refocus them and make sure that they know who they are. And the question is, who will you serve? And that's what he's posing to the, the Israelites here in Joshua 24. He says this. It's kind of like the last great stand for Joshua. He gets up in front of all the people, and these are his last words, the last challenge to the Israelites. And he says to them, So fear the Lord and serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshipped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone. And I think a lot of times we read passages of Scripture like this, and we're like, well, that doesn't really apply to us. We don't serve idols. You know, we don't bow down and worship idols. But we have idols. It's anything that distracts us from who God is calling us to be. It's anything that takes our focus off of God. It's when we start serving that thing, that idol, instead of God, that it becomes an idol. And so whether it's the per pursuit of, of possessions and wealth, whether it's the pursuit of power or prestige, whatever that is in your life that distracts you, that is what becomes the idol. And guys, we've got to make sure that we're not losing focus of who it is that we are serving because guys, we all serve someone. We all serve something. Who is it that you are going to serve? We've got to make up our minds. So that's what Joshua's pointing out. He's saying, hey, fear the Lord, serve him wholeheartedly. Put away forever the idols your ancestors worshiped when they lived beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. Serve the Lord alone, stay focused on him. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. It's time to make a choice, you know. Pledge your allegiance in this moment. Who is it that you're gonna serve? Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? And then he makes the iconic statement. This is the one you see on all the pictures and the frames that you see in the store. But as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. What an amazing moment that is. 
a legacy moment for Joshua where he calls everybody out and says, hey, today you gotta choose. Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be that you decide to serve? You can choose whoever you want, follow that path wherever it leads you, but know this, as for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. Joshua draws the line in the sand and he says, hey, who's with me? It's a pretty big moment, actually. This is a legacy moment for Joshua. And in his mind, he's thinking, the Israelites have seen what God has done. They've seen him be faithful. They've seen him guide them and lead them to where they are. And he's thinking, there's no possible way, right, that they would see all of the gods of the other Am- they, they wouldn't be distracted. They're, they have to recognize that they have to serve God, right? They can't lose sight of who he is and what he has done for them. And he's placing that bet. He's going all in on this moment of, Surely they will have recognized what God has done. But he doesn't know. He draws a line in the stand. As for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, how about you? Who are you going to serve? It's a big question. It's a question of allegiance. Who will you serve? And I think a lot of times we have it a lot easier than we think we do. We get lulled to sleep by the distractions of life. But sometimes it's difficult to make a stand. Sometimes it's difficult to answer that question, who will you serve? Because you've got to stand up to peer pressure. You've got to stand up to friendships. Sometimes you've got to make new friendships to get out of destructive patterns in your life. Sometimes it's not easy to take that step and say, you know what? No, I'm done with this life. I can't live this way anymore. I'm going to serve the Lord. Sometimes that's not an easy step. And honestly, in the Christian life, the life that God is calling you to, there are going to be yeses that God asks you to answer that are not always going to be easy. In fact, many times it's the difficult path that is the one you have to take to get to where God is calling you to be. It's that path that steps out of your comfort zone. It's that step of obedience. It's that step of faith. It's not always easy. But man, God always shows up. And if choosing to serve the Lord today is not an easy decision, you realize there's going to be some things that need to change, I want you to know that God honors that. God is faithful. Every time in Scripture when someone had to take a step of faith like that, it was a difficult decision What that did was it gave God the opportunity to show up and show off, and I love that. One of my favorite stories of that is found in Daniel chapter 3. It's the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Anybody familiar with this one? It's the three guys who get thrown in the fiery furnace, and I was always told this story growing up, but it didn't really hit me like the significance of this story until I was an adult. I mean, the story goes that the the king at that time made a statue uh, made out of gold, 90 feet tall and nine feet wide, all right? A a statue of himself, all right? Okay, we think we have it bad today, right? Like, their leader built a statue of himself, and then he said, hey, when the music plays across the kingdom, everybody looks at that 90-foot statue and bows down and worships that, because that's a beautiful statue of me, and I want you to worship that. And, oh, by the way, if you don't worship it, you die. You get thrown into this fiery furnace. You're like... Okay, I guess I'll take $6 gas. Okay. <laughs> but, but, oh, you, <laughs> what is happening around? Yes, $6 gas for everyone. I didn't expect that. Okay. <laughs> uh, so think about this. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they grow up serving the Lord. So what happens when this king says, hey, when the music plays, everybody in the land needs to drop to their knees and worship this idol that has been made in my image. You are going to serve me. What do you do when when you're dealt that hand? How do you respond? The easy thing is just to bow down and go, this is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever done in my life. 
Or you can be Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and when everybody hears the music and everybody bows down, they stay standing, and everybody notices. Then what happens? Well, then they get a, a first-class conversation with the king himself who says, I'm going to give you one more chance. The next time the music plays, you're going to bow down, or it doesn't matter that I like you guys, I'm throwing you into the fiery furnace. And there's an amazing statement in Daniel chapter 3 where Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego are standing before the king, and in, in the face of certain death, being thrown in a terrible fiery furnace, a terrible way to die, they say to him, king, we believe that our God could save us from that fire. We believe that. But even if he doesn't know this, we cannot bow down and serve your idols. We, we cannot serve your gods. This, this is not going to happen. I mean, you talk about a moment where that question of who are you going to serve, where that becomes a difficult choice, a difficult decision to make. Boy, that, that's everything. That's everything on the line. So what happens? The king gets furious with them. He lights the fiery furnace seven times hotter than normal. It's so hot that the guards taking them to be burned alive, they fall over dead. I mean, it's a terrible situation. And yet, once they're in the fiery furnace, the story that is so amazing of God's faithfulness and his provision is the king looks in the fiery furnace, and he doesn't see just Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sees a fourth person in the fire with them. And he exclaims in Daniel 3, who's the fourth person? It looks like a son of one of the gods. And you realize God is with them. They are completely unharmed. He sees them. He calls them out of the fire. And the three of them emerge from the fire completely unharmed. It says they didn't even smell like smoke. I made a campfire last night. And listen, Dana hates it when I make campfires. Because when I come in, I smell terrible. I smell like the smell. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That campfire smell. Like it's Father's Day, men. The smell of a campfire. Yes, That's what makes us men. I love it. She's like, ah, put that in the washer. Okay, okay I got it, I got it, I got it. <laughs> they didn't even smell like fire. God completely protected them. And I want you to know today that when you have to make that difficult decision that, that steps way out of your comfort zone, when you have to take the difficult path to serve Jesus, to declare your allegiance, here's what I'm going to promise you. It's not going to be easy. It may be the hardest thing you've ever done. But I promise you this, God's going to be with you. Man, I've been walking through Psalm 23, which, spoiler alert, we're going to be walking through that as a church in August. Just get ready. It's going to be amazing. And one of the, the, the phrases in Psalm 23 that I can't get enough of right now is the idea that when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil. Why is that? Because God is with us. And when you step out of your comfort zone, when you step out in faith and say, God, I'm willing to follow you, I will serve you no matter what. Man, that's when God shows up. And one of the amazing principles in that verse that is, you can't miss this now, it's God doesn't walk to the valley with you. He says, all right, there you go, enjoy the valley all by yourself. No, he walks through the valley with you. What an amazing God that we serve, that he's faithful, he's present, he is with us. And I just want to challenge you today that if he's calling you to take that step of obedience to follow him, to truly serve him and serve him alone, and it's overwhelming you, it's scary, it's like, oh man, this changes everything, I want you to know, yeah, it's going to be difficult, it's not going to be easy, but man, God is with you every step of the way. He's faithful and he will provide. Has anyone experienced that? Can we just honor God and give him praise? I've experienced that in my life. He's faithful, he's with us, you can do that. That's the promise, right? And so that's what comes from pledging our allegiance 
Man, God, I am going to choose to follow you no matter what. I don't really care what everybody else chooses. Line in the sand, as for me and my family, we're gonna serve the Lord. Doesn't matter. That's who we are, that's what we're gonna be about. That's what changes everything. I, I think in, in the Old Testament, you see this scripture over and over again that it's all about pledging this allegiance to God and keeping this in front of them. It's, it's all about focus, right? It's not forgetting who God is, what he's done, and staying focused, not allowing the devil to distract you. Because again, he doesn't always make you bad. He'll, he'll make you busy first. He'll distract you. And so to avoid this, to overcome this, the Israelites had this, this principle, this prayer that they prayed every day at the morning and at the, at the evening. There was this prayer called the Shema, that would keep them focused on who God is and who God is calling them to be. And we read this every time we do child or baby dedications here at Crossroads. So usually it's Beth or Ashley that are reading this scripture. But don't lose the significance of, of why we would always have this passage of scripture in front of us. It says in Deuteronomy 6, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God. It, it's all about him, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. That's everything. Like, for real, like, put it on your forehead, put it on your brain, put it on your doorpost, talk about it in the car when you wake up, when you go to bed. That's me not losing focus of who God is, the love that he has for me, and the life that he is calling me to. It's not allowing myself to be distracted by all these things that want to tear me off this path that God has called me to. And what I love about that prayer is it's not just this, this prayer that acknowledges that God exists, because that's just step number one. Like, I believe in God. I believe that he exists. What, what this is proclaiming is that not only does God exist, but he really is the essence of everything. Everything is made by him. It's made for him. Everything in my life has to revolve around him. And I think that's what comes down to this idea of not just pledging my allegiance, but committing my loyalty to him. It's, it's got to be all about him. And that's why I think we circle back to this concept that we're focusing on here at Crossroads. It's, it's this idea of being all in, right? It, that's my loyalty. God, I'm going to serve you, and I'm going to serve you alone. And when we make that commitment, like everything else is secondary. You, God, are the essence of everything. Everything in my life has to filter through you. What do you think about this, God? Not what do I think about it. Not what everybody else think about it. God, what do you think about this? When he becomes the essence of everything, that changes everything about us. I tell you, as a pastor, it was amazing to walk through all in with you and just to see God begin changing lives, rewriting stories, just because of these amazing commitments people were making to go all in and just step out and lead the way in generosity. We are going to be telling so many stories over the next few months because God is changing lives. God is working. You guys, Crossroads, this family, God has changed so many relationships, 
I cannot wait to share the stories with you. And I've got one that I want to share with you that's near and dear to my heart, and it's Father's Day. So, spoiler alert, this is a one-minute video that involves one of my sons, all right? So just brace yourself, right? You're like, oh, oh, Tim's showing a video of his son. And yeah, you know what? I'm bragging on him for one minute. But listen, I could make about 10 more videos that are just completely opposite end of the spectrum. Just know that, because uh, he's a pastor's kid. Make no mistake, that, that, that happens. But one of the most amazing moments that came out of our all-in moment, the Commitment Sunday, came from looking through the commitment cards the next day and realizing one of those cards was from my son, Jake, who was 11 at the time. And I had no idea that he made this commitment. And I want to share that story with you. So check out this video, Jake. I'm Jake Fither. Hi, I'm Jake Fisher. Um, I'm 12 years old, and I go to Elkhart Christian Academy, and I like to play basketball and hang out with my friends. My dad was talking about the All In series and that everybody had to go All In and invite people and try to connect them with Jesus. During the All In series, we had Commitment Sunday. So I found the card on my seat, and um, I usually draw on the cards, and so I just picked it up, and I saw what it was, and my dad started talking about it, and so I realized what it meant. It felt right to give some money, and so I was trying to decide how much money I had, and so I gave about $150. So at the end of the service, I turned it into the baptizing tub. My mom knew that I was turning it in when I was filling it out, and she asked why I spent that much money. Um, I don't really know why it, I did it, but um, it just felt good to give money to the church. Didn't you get like an LED wall from that? My kid is a nut. I don't know what's going on with him. He couldn't even say his name right when we started recording. He, he doesn't stop talking at the house, but you turn on a video camera and he just can't even talk in complete sentences. I didn't know what was happening there. Um, why that was a significant moment to me as a dad uh, was that, man, as a pastor, I feel the weight of the responsibility of making sure that we're all on this path together, that I'm able to lead you in a, in a better relationship with Jesus so that when we all stand before God after we take our last breath, that you can hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. I mean, that, that's the weight of the responsibility that, that I feel. And I want us to be on that journey together. And I want to be celebrating together with you in heaven for eternity. And so to see, to see the people of Crossroads respond when we had Commitment Sunday was overwhelming. It was incredible to see God move and work in that way. But as a dad, to realize as these cards were coming in, I had, it was Ashley and Terry that were looking at the cards. And I think it was Ashley that came to me and said, hey, we got this card. It just says, Jake. And there's a, it says $210, but then it's crossed out. And then it says $150. And I'm like, I don't know. Is that my kid? Just J and then it's his email at the bottom. I was like, that is my kid. Like, what's happening? What's happening? So I went home and I was like, dude, did you fill out a card today? And he says, yeah, dad, I did. And I said, well, why did you write $210 and then make it $150? And he said, well, I wrote 210, but I wasn't sure if I had that much. I knew I had 150, so I wrote that down. I'm going, what? That's amazing. That's amazing. And so as a dad, I mean, to, to know that your kid is, is starting to understand that, that, that your child is listening to that prompting of the Holy Spirit and, and following through in obedience, 
Man, that's awesome. I, that's why such beautiful and sacred moments when we have parents baptizing their kids, when we celebrate changed lives, because our kids are understanding what's happening. They're seeing, hey, we've decided to follow Jesus. We've decided to serve him, and it's sticking. It's, it's being passed on to the next generation. You guys, there's nothing better than that. And that's what Joshua is doing here. He's, he's at the end of his leadership of Israel, and he's saying, guys, this is a moment it's time to pledge your allegiance. It's time to decide who you are going to be loyal to. Are you going to serve the gods of the people around you, or are you going to serve the Lord? Because, guys, you can do what you want, but as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. What a beautiful moment that is. That changes everything. And that's a moment that we all get to be a part of. And the response of the people is incredible. In Joshua 24, it says, the people said to Joshua, and and by the way, let me just throw this out there. When you're a pastor and uh, you get up at the end of the sermon and you have any sort of altar call or moment of decision, and you're like, would anyone like to make that decision? I just need you to know this. It may not seem like it all the time. You just might have a different perception of me than I have of myself. But anytime you put that out there, that's something I believe God's put on my heart. Let's make this decision. There's always that moment of, will anyone respond to this today? Am I up here by myself? Is this going to be ridiculous? Am I going to stand here and just wait awkwardly? And then like, nobody? (laughs) There is that fear, right? And Joshua would have certainly been wondering, like, how is the crowd going to respond to this? This is his legacy moment. Decide who you're going to serve. Maybe they go off and serve the other gods. But as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. So what happens? The people said to Joshua... We will serve the Lord our God. We will obey him alone. It says, so Joshua made a covenant with the people that day at Shechem, committing them to follow the decrees and regulations of the Lord. What a powerful moment that is. The idea of a covenant. Man, you see that all throughout scripture. It's it's just a deeper level of commitment. It's a hard word to completely define. It's, It's greater than a contract. It's really centered around a relationship. And as long as that agreement holds, both parties will experience the blessings of that agreement, of that commitment, of that covenant. But when that is broken, you experience the penalty that comes from breaking that commitment, that contract that's built on a relationship. It's significant. That covenant is to be for life. And what's interesting about the covenant that God has made with us is that when we, when we choose to say yes to Jesus, God, I will serve you. Know this, that opens the door to a new covenant that God has made with us. In the Old Testament that we see that's the first half of the Bible, everyone is operating under the old covenant. Everyone, the only way that they could be right with God was by making sacrifice, going to the temple, bringing that dove or that that bull to be slaughtered and sacrificed to pay the penalty of their sin. Something had to die because of the sin that they had. And what Jesus did is he came and made a new covenant for us. All of the weight all of the burden, all of the death and the suffering that is associated with sin, Jesus carries that weight for us. That's why when we celebrate communion together, that's the celebration of what Jesus says in the upper room before he was crucified. He said, this cup is the new covenant that I am making with you in my blood. 
which is poured out for you. That's Jesus saying, this is my new covenant. This is the new way we are doing things. This is based on my relationship with you. And as long as you put your trust in me, as long as you say yes to me, I've got you covered. I will pay the price for your sin. What an amazing act of love that God has shown us. That when we enter into this covenant with Jesus, man, he pays the price that I can't pay. He bears the weight of my sin And that happens when I say yes to him. And that's why here at Crossroads, man, every single week we're going to do everything we can to make sure that every outsider is invited to a changed life. Because we believe that when you say yes to Jesus, when you make that commitment, that changes everything. And this is a moment, honestly, for the Israelites that did change everything. This is a moment at the end of Joshua's leadership where they said, hey, we're in. We're all in. We will serve the Lord. We are with you, Joshua. And what an amazing moment that is to celebrate. And I just kind of like to continue asking, you know, what does that look like when all of us are all in? What does that look like when all of us make that same commitment? As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. How does that change things? How does that set our legacies up for our children to follow us in this, this legacy of faith that we have taken on ourselves? How do we pass that faith on to the next generations? Well, we start by saying, hey, as for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. We, we set that example. And our kids see what's happening, and they, and they follow. They see that God is faithful. They, they see that God is real. And they see the love that God has for him. And I just want to ask you today this question, who will you serve? What does that look like in your life? Father's Day, it's a great day for us as, as moms and dads and families to just refocus Get rid of all the distractions and say, no, God, we are going to serve you and we are going to serve you alone. As for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. And I got to be honest with you guys, that starts by saying yes to Jesus. That's where the journey begins. And so I would love for us all to just join together in this moment, just wherever you are, wherever you are seated, if you need to begin this journey with Jesus today, if you need to receive his forgiveness and freedom in your life because he's paid a price that you cannot pay, I invite you to say this prayer with us and to put your trust in him. And I invite everyone to say this together wherever you are seated. Would you just say this prayer together? Jesus, I need you. I believe you are the savior of the world, that you gave your life to forgive my sins and that God raised you from the grave so that I could have eternal life. Thank you for loving me. I am saying yes to you, Jesus. Come into my life. I will follow you. Amen. Can we give him the praise and glory? Because he is worthy. He's paid the price that we couldn't pay. We have our forgiveness and our freedom in him and him alone. And I want to invite you today, if you've said yes to Jesus for the very first time, Pastor Keith is up here. He's waving his hand right there. We would love to give you a free Bible and help you take the next steps that will help you understand what has just happened and help walk you through the first steps of of enjoying and becoming this person that God has called you to be and embracing the love that God has for you. But before we close today, I just want to close by asking that question one more time. Who will you serve? I feel like today offers us an unbelievable opportunity, on Father's Day no less, for us as families to just refocus, to clear the distractions, maybe realize we've been chasing some of the wrong things, and just renew our commitments today that says, you know, as for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. And so I think I'll just ask it to you guys today the same way that that Joshua asked the Israelites. Choose today who you're going to serve. Is it going to be the gods of our culture? Are you going to chase power and possessions and prestige? 
are you going to serve the Lord? You choose. Choose who you want to serve. As for me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. And I invite you today that if it's the cry of your heart, no, I'm going to get rid of the distractions. I, I, I need to refocus. Today's the day we're recommitting. As for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. I invite you to stand in this moment. Stand together and let me pray a prayer of blessing over you as we close today. Because as for me and my family, we are going to serve the Lord. And if that's the cry of your heart today, man, I, I want to encourage you because that, that path is not always going to be easy. You've chosen a difficult path, but it's the path that leads to life to the fullest, eternal life with Jesus. And I pray God's blessing and favor on you as you lead the way for your family, for the next generation, and that God would bless you in every way. Let's pray together. God, we just thank you for the incredible love that you have for us. We thank you that you are faithful, that when we step out of our comfort zone, when we say, God, we are with you, we are going to serve you, that God, you show up. And that no matter what valley we're walking through, God, you are with us. You are there. You are faithful. And so, God, I just pray that you would bless everyone who is making this commitment today. No matter where they're at, wherever they're joining us today, God, would you bless them and keep them? Would your face shine upon them and be gracious to them? God, would you turn your face toward every family here today and just fill them with your peace? God, help them to know that they are dearly and deeply loved by you. God, give us the strength, give us the courage to say yes to you every day and to follow you. God, as for us, <laughs> we here today and our families, God, we will serve you. We love you and we praise you today and together we say amen.